0: welcome to another episode of roll or die we love to have the australian elite team guys on and today we have another one for you we are here today with the head coach at elevate in heidelberg one of the affiliates of the australian elite team daniel kovacek thanks for joining us
1: thanks for having me
2: guys Awesome man, your hair's looking uh, on point today, man. I I gotta say, like last time I saw you, I don't think you had a lot going on. It was, it, it's classy.
1: it's abuse, you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not awesome. That the body doesn't feel young.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. It's it it's working for you, man. Thank you
1: very much, sir.
2: <laughs> and what about speaking of working for you, not working for you? I think last time I saw you, also you had some wrist thing going on. What?
1: Yeah. It's uh, It's been the bane of my existence at the moment. So I had a wrist, I had wrist surgery a year ago, full wrist reconstruction. Right. Uh, and as usual, surgeons don't understand what we do. Yeah. And we supposed to be all good in three months. And it's been a year now and I'm still wearing a brace. It's a pain in the ass. Right. Okay. So, Is that from
0: an, an, an accident, like an injury,
1: or was it like repetitive? or? No, nah, so I, I don't know what it's from. Um I'm assuming it's from a car accident from 5 years ago, 6 years ago, and my no, 7 years ago and my airbags went off and I hit my hand it's the only thing I can think of. Right. But um uh, I I was getting pain in my wrist on a regular basis and I was just obviously compensating by doing push-ups on my knuckles and just avoiding stuff like we do. Yeah. And it finally got to the point where I couldn't even surf anymore. I was getting pain just getting up on the board so I went and got it scanned and I had a completely ruptured ligament and then I had an edema on one of my bones growing from the ligament not doing this job and then the bones rubbing against each other. Wow. So because it was at the level that it was at, they needed to cut a ligament out of here and replace it between the two bones here and then drill some bone out of here and stick it in some bone over there and, wow. and then has being crazy and it hasn't been 100% yet. So okay. it's pretty crap. <laughs> thanks for sharing that, man. because it is it is important like like it's an important
2: part of the bjj journey you know what i mean like dealing with this adversity it sucks man
1: oh i always tell everyone that like if you've got something that's hasn't been fixed in in three to six weeks go get it scanned like don't don't leave it because you know it ends up rearing its ugly head a couple of years down the track and it'll be even worse than where it's at so <laughs> if i had got this looked at when it happened it would have been a simple repair and it would have been like no issue yeah Right, but because it, because I left it not knowing, it's become a reconstruction, and it's now a pain in the ass. Thanks, man. Uh, so yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's interesting actually. That goes down a, um, I guess down it leads us down a path that we talked about a little bit, but not too much. And I know that we're all probably guilty of it. It's sort of just the nature of the beast with jujitsu is just training around injuries, isn't it? Mm. Like we all tend to do that. And um, so how. Is that pretty
1: much what happened with you, Dan? Like you Yeah. And like I, I should know better because I've had I've had surgeries before. I've had my hip, I've had an on my hip and I've had an after on my shoulder. So you know, I, I should have known better. Um, you know, my shoulder, I was it was it taking me ages. I was, you know, doing the rehab approach and going to see, you know, guy after guy. And it got to a point where I couldn't bench, I couldn't handstand push up, I couldn't handstand walk. And I just, you know, avoided those things when I shouldn't have. Um, I mean, this is a good news story. I ended up going to get a scan, seeing a surgeon, got it fixed, and now it's my best shoulder. Mm. So that's a really good news story. This is a not-so-good news
2: story.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, my, I say to all my guys at the club, like, you get an injury, sure, four to six weeks. I mean, four to six weeks is general. You know, if you've torn a muscle, four to six weeks, you should get recovery and repair from that. But if you've got an issue and it's not, fixing itself six weeks down the track you may be seeing a physio you've seen an osteo it's still not fixed stop doing the same thing over and over again go get a scan yeah like if yeah. you want be in jiu-jitsu man like you you need to get on top of this stuff yeah, it's yeah. As simple as that i agree i think it's also a really good
2: point though that like training around stuff is not necessarily dealing with it either like You know, because if you just change your game to deal with something, it it, sure, it can protect it for a while, but eventually something's going to happen, isn't it? And then you're going to be, like, you're going to be back in the pain and uh, it's not healing. It's not getting dealt with. So, yeah, 100%. It's a tricky one,
0: though. Yeah, because, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I just feel like jujitsu is so addictive, yeah? Like, we don't want to miss out. And, I mean, I I don't know about everyone else, but you kind of get this FOMO. I even get it still now that I think if I stop training for three weeks, mm. everyone's going to catch up, you know, yeah. and, and then I'm going to come back in a month and all those people that I didn't have any trouble with, they're going to give me trouble. Yes. And I've got to like, so you really got to, I think, detach emotionally and put your ego aside a little bit for yeah. a moment and get the big picture. Cause yeah, do, it, it's not
1: going to, it's even worse when you run your own club or you're coaching. Cause yeah. you know, you're always here and people are like, why aren't you training? And, You're trying to give it a rest and you think I'll I'll jump back on and just go do this, or you know, the famous last words, just go light. (laughs) And then you find yourself in a vicious cycle when you should be doing the right thing and getting it, you know, getting it fixed correctly. So yeah. And I think you know the big big thing is, you know, there's there's hobbyists in jujitsu who you know, we all see them, they get their first first injury and they're off and they don't come back. And then there's there's people that are here for the long haul and you know, the injuries aren't gonna stop us from doing what we love. Um, and if anything, it's it's jujitsu that made me rehab and and be consistent with my rehabbing and and get it all right so I can get back on the mats. Yeah. Um, I mean that's been the thing for me from from day one starting jujitsu. So it's it's given me the drive to to do what I got to do to get back to where I need to get back to. But at the same time, it can sort of be a big a bit of a negative spin as well because you know we sacrifice some of that rehab or some of that rest time for getting back on the mats and doing what we want to do. So it's a it's a catch twenty two, you know. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, yeah, that's so, just a little bit of a change of topic here. It's just caught my eye, but just behind you over there, there's a little orange thing, and there's a very black phallic thing that I can see. What is that black thing just there in the corner of the screen? No, oh, no I was no. down, down, lower, down,
1: lower. Uh, yeah, that thing. That's a, that's a
2: marker sign that I'm
1: not using. to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my COVID microphone. I bought it in COVID. Oh, you, know? you have you been podcasting? Uh no, I was doing some um some uh behind the scene uh, technique videos and stuff that we're doing for our members and. Oh, awesome! You know, crazy. I mean, I look at it and you forget it even happened. It was crazy, but yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we used it for for a year or two, and then haven't touched it since.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We started this podcast during the. The pandemic but yeah i guess we've kept going with it yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. we haven't Still really It's a waste a of
0: time and changing topics again dan like you and your lovely wife nicole are very involved um in the kind of fitness side of things as well yeah can yep. you talk to us a bit about that like she's she's full on like with her is it crossfit that
1: yeah, Speaking so I'm um, yeah. So we when we started the gym, I mean, um, I was I've been training martial arts for years. I mean, I, I did Japanese Jitsu for ten years before I got into BJJ. Um, I remember just as I was getting into jits, I had back issues, like you know a lot of people in the world do. Um, and I remember starting with Ninos, and that's when my sort of my back issues were starting to sort of come out into play. And this is after doing you know ten. 10 or 12 years of, of, of Japanese Jiu Jitsu. Um, did two years with Ninos, and then we had kids, and my back got to the point where it was blowing out because I was up all night with my kids and bouncing off balls, like anyone with parents would know, which is you know, dreadful. I had two boys that didn't sleep. They were waking up two nights, two times a night, every night. It was crazy. Right? I don't want to think about that stuff. But um, so I took some time off. I ended up having five years off. Um, I tried to swim, I tried to do everything to rehab my back and try and fix it thinking rest would fix it. anyway nothing fixed it and then i started lifting i started look, turning to the strength side of things you know deadlifting, uh strengthening my posterior chain so my glutes hamstrings etc um i was getting some treatment as well that was coinciding with the lifting and it got to a point where my pain started to disappear and i realized that you know strength is the way forward rather than just you know stretching and stretching and stretching which was doing absolutely nothing um and then I got into CrossFit and started training CrossFit before I got back into Jits. Um and you know, going through the whole uh Olympic lift cycle and the, the the strength-based lifts and and realized that it was having a positive impact on my body. And then it got me to the point where I could get back into training. So I started back at Jits five years after, and this is a year into CrossFit, and that you know, light bulb went off in my head where I thought. Um, you know, m- many athletes or many you know people that train jujitsu, they don't, especially the young guys, they don't even consider doing any strength. Um, and me being you know forty three now, it's it's if I don't train strength, I can't do jujitsu. It's as simple as that. You know, it, it goes hand in hand. Um, and I thought you know, let's open up a club where we can coach CrossFit and strength and conditioning and run jits hand in hand and try and have a philosophy that equalizes out to help people across the board and then, you know, obviously a shit ton of learning pursued over that. And my wife and I got heavily uh, involved in strength and conditioning and she went off on her sort of path and got into nutrition. So she's now a sports nutritionist. Um, and I just went down the path of, you know, strength and conditioning. So uh, going to, you know, understanding powerlifting and Olympic lifting and all that type of stuff um and yeah it's just we're at a point now where we're able to you know help people that are in pain and and get them back on a strength and conditioning path to enjoy the things they love because the last thing you want to do is i mean everyone's miserable when they're in pain and i think back injuries are the worst because it's it's a whole body thing yeah you know you can get around a wrist injury and you can still walk and swim and do these things but many of your backs all man it it puts the biggest damper on your life and people get angry and depressed and all these crazy things. So, you know, being able to help people work through that back pain and and it's, you know, a lot of the time, you know, 70% of people I see in the gym that have back issues, the majority of the time it's, it's a weakness. It's a weakness because their glutes are inactive. Um, And, you know, people say strengthen your glutes, but people don't know how to strengthen their glutes You know, it starts with basic activations and then building through from there. Um, There's a lot of, um, you know, people complain about hip flexors. This whole stretching movement, it drives me crazy. I don't stretch. Um, You know, ever since I met, I don't know if you guys know who uh, Andrew Locke is. Um, Yeah, we've had him on the podcast. Uh, (laughs) Absolute machine, Andrew Locke. It looks like he does I've done a lot of Andrew's courses. I've spent a bit of time with him. Yeah. And Shant, one of his other guys, and I've learned a lot from these guys, and they've got a no-stretch policy. Yeah, <laughs> um and, you know, gets to a point I just see guys that have got oh. bad backs and they're stretching out their glutes and stretching out their hip flexors, and it's absolutely achieving nothing. um So, yes, yeah, so and that's sorry to golf in a tangent. No, 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 no that's no. what we're about. We we're tangents, all about tangents. <laughs> uh, yeah, so learning all this stuff, and obviously, when you've got a vested interest in it because your own back's sore and you've got these issues yourself, you. You tend to, you know, take more, more care when it comes to learning and you, you're eager to learn a lot more of these things. And then being able to apply some of these stuff to the guys at the gym and help some of these guys move forward is obviously very rewarding. And it helps these guys get back in the JITs and it creates a, a better jujitsu jitsu practi- practitioner. So um, so yeah, that's sort of where the gym sort of focus is. It's mm-hmm. we run CrossFit classes, we do Jits, and then in between we try and help anyone that's struggling from a from a pain point of view, you know what I mean? That's awesome. And you know, some people have got major issues that they're really hard to fix, and they go on to look at some other avenues. But as I said, majority of people can be helped just from um, working some some act- basic activations. Again, those boots right I've actually, do you guys know who Shant is? He's one of uh, anyway. He's one of Andrew Loft's guys. is a is a strength rehabilitation guy. Um, he's actually. Um, I see him now because Andrew, Andrew's like Andrew's become too busy, <laughs> crazy at the moment. He he doesn't even do any one-on-ones. He's all around the world just wow. lecturing and doing the stuff he's doing. So Sean's one of his sort of guys that he mentored and he's come up through the chain and um, he's super qualified. Um, and I send a lot of my guys to him if I can't help them. And he's actually now starting jujitsu because um, he gets a lot of guys coming to him that have got – Jits related injuries and he doesn't understand Jiu-Jitsu. So he started training with me so he can better understand the principles of Jiu-Jitsu, therefore he can better help rehab people so he can understand what we do and, 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 you know, the mechanics of, of what we do. So that's really exciting because already, I mean, I think he's done about three, four weeks with me, but already some of the, the, the activation sets coming out of this from him now. That are adapted to jujitsu are crazy. So, awesome. um, yeah. Just so so watch- if we can get him on, he'd be a good guest. We might get him on the podcast. Yeah, he'd, he'd be awesome. So I watch this, Oregon. In the next four to six months, he's gonna change the whole game. Like you know, we do. We do so many unnecessary warm ups in jitsu mm. right? And I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, aggravate anyone, but you know, there's warm ups for the sake of warm ups, and then there's specific warm ups that are, are good for our body to get us primed for what we're doing. Mm. Um, and I think you know, a lot of the times in a lot of different classes and across a lot of, lot of different coaches, they just do warm ups for the sake of warm ups and they don't know why they're doing some of these warm ups. Yeah, um, I think what Shant's going to be able to deliver in the next six months, i.e., tailored warm ups to you know what we're doing for jujitsu, it's going to be amazing. So, you know. Definitely look at maybe getting him on the future and then, you know, getting some feedback from him as to what we should be doing to prep our bodies to train better.
0: With the the strength training, Dan, it's really interesting what you say because I I fully advocate like strength training as well. I guess it's hard though with jiu-jitsu, like I said, being so addictive. People sometimes think, oh, I don't want to give up like a jiu-jitsu session to do weights. You know what I mean? Like if I'm only got five days of the week, I can train or whatever. I don't want to give up one of those jujitsu sessions for weights, but what would you recommend as a say? Someone trains a couple of times a week jujitsu. How many times should they look at lifting?
1: So there was there was an interesting study done with FIFA, and not to bring soccer into it, but only because I've read the study and I can't remember the full details of it. Right, but they, they well they looked at they looked at skill training in soccer versus strength and conditioning training, and they looked at they did two focus groups. You know, group A did five days a week skill set training and then they measured their performance in game and you know they did all these metrics in regards to you know ball time and all, all this crazy stuff which I don't understand because I don't understand soccer but it was an interesting study and then this the group B did three days a week skill training and two days a week strength training um and they the, some of the metrics are looking at was was injury prevention and then just general ball handling skills on the field etc cetera, etc cetera, right mm-hmm. The gist of the study was the group that did the strength training, even though they were giving up two skill set trainings, performed better in the long run and had less injuries than the group that didn't do the strength training. Yeah. Um so that, that's a study that FIFA themselves conducted and then they started implementing strength and conditioning coaches throughout obviously their protocols and helping their guys move forward. And if you look at any major sport team um that is serious about their athletes, they all they all do, you know, off season training and then they all do. I guess, prehab or rehab, probably prehab, you know, training in their protocols and strength training in their regimes to help their athletes move forward. So from a JITS perspective, I know, you know, you talk about the, you know, the white collar worker that averages two JITS sessions a week, you know, and that's all they've got because they've got young families, et cetera. You know, that's a real tough one. Um, But if you've got someone that's training five days a week, there's no reason why these guys can't be doing one or two days of strength. You know? You know, even if they split it to an upper body session, lower body session, one each a week, or even if they haven't got time, they'll able to do one full body session a week, which tends to be a little bit harder, but it's going to be so much more beneficial than doing notion training. At all.
2: What about, what about if i like, I'm training six days a week and I really don't want to give that up. I, I, like I'm on a roll. I'm learning a lot. Like I'm not plateaued for the first time in a while. Things are expanding, but can I strength train on the same days that I do jiu-jitsu? Is that something I can do?
1: Are you training six six jit sessions a week?
2: Yeah, and your body's not falling apart, no at all. But you know, but I'm I'm playing an old man game. I get my ass kicked a lot. Like I'm purposefully not, you know, I'm not pull harder. I'm showing up and I'm really focused on technique. I'm tapping often. I'm just not. I'm not willing to go. I'm not willing to do or die in every role. I'm really out to expand my knowledge. So you yeah. know, for that reason, I, like
1: I'm still coming home wrecked but I'm not. Uh, so like, I will, like, let's look at it like this way. Like, I will have, say, one day a week, I'll get some of my guys come in with me and we'll just go through, like, you know, an hour of of tech. Like, we might just play 50-50 for an hour, you know, working our technique with leg locks. I don't really consider that a jiu-jitsu session. I know it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, in my head, a jit session is, for us, a Thursday night roll where everyone's in and we're having three, four rounds after it. Mm-hmm. And you've got, you know everyone challenging you and and that that for me is a big jit session so i wouldn't train strength on that day okay but say my tuesday or like a friday generally i'll catch up with one of my brown bouts and we'll just have you know an hour technique session Mm -hmm. we'll we'll roll but it's not going to be anything crazy Mm -hmm. um it's more situated on just going through some techniques and then some light rolls that for me i don't consider a jit session that's just a session and i'm more than happy to do either a metcon which is a crossfit session or train you know a strength protocol session through that as well yeah, so yeah. not a problem but any like if i go down to aet day classes which i haven't been going to lately because of my wrists but if i was to go down to one of the, that that for me is a big jit session and i don't try and do a double session on those days because it, it yeah. takes a toll on it so yeah i try you know it's taken me a long time to learn how to plan my days and 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 work on recovery and rest so that i can continue to train throughout the week you know yeah well, awesome yeah.
0: Then you touched on it earlier, but and we, we just we do ask it of all of our guests like, how did you discover jiu jitsu? You mentioned you'd done Japanese jiu jitsu, what brought you to Brazilian jiu jitsu?
1: So, I was doing Japanese jiu jitsu for a while, and part of Japanese jiu jitsu, we had a thing called waza, which is you know ground techniques. Um, and I used to love it, you know, we would do niwaza where you'd start back to back and then you'd, you'd, you, wouldn't, you weren't allowed to stand up like where we were training and you would just, you have to grapple, and we would try and apply our stand-up techniques to the ground, and I, I loved it, but I felt like there was more to it, Um, and then I discovered Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, obviously watching all the UFCs, and um, you know, I remember watching, I don't know if it was UFC 4 or 5, Pat militich was one of the guys, he was a Japanese Jiu-Jitsu guy, so I used to root for him, but Police used to smash everyone anyway so <laughs> anyway so i, I saw we jiu-jitsu and i wanted to try it um and you know my japanese coach was just down the line didn't want a bar of it so i had to sort of sneak out and and go and uh, i think i did my first i went to hang on four once when they were in talon marine because i was training at of talon marine went and did a session there loved it and then a year later, I went to a few comms, just watching. And then a year later, I decided to buy the bullet and I went and did my first session at, I think I dropped into St Kilda at Pete's, did my first session there, uh, absolutely loved it. And I thought, this is where I want to go. Um, and then I was looking up places in Tullamarine and AET popped up and I've known Ninos for a long time. Yeah, he's a bastard, uh, isn't he? No, he's gotta be one of the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> So when I saw Ninos was coasting, I'm like, there's not many Ninos as I know, man. <laughs> so I walked in and it was Ninos, an old mate of mine, and I just started training there. and And I thought I was good because I was, you know, I was just about to get my black belt in Japanese Jujitsu, and I'd done some, you know, knee wiser sessions, and I absolutely got my ass handed to me by every single white belt in that joint. And I decided that's it. I'm 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 a convert. I need to learn what these guys are doing because they're absolutely killing me. Wow! And that was my journey, man. Awesome. And <laughs> did now, you, did you? Ever... Oh, going, okay. I was, I gonna was say, just going to say, did part. you
2: ever
1: go back to
0: Japanese?
1: Did you? too? Or did you ever? No, like... it was like, and you know, not to take anything away from what it was. I think martial arts back in those days, and we're going back a while now, <laughs> um, but. I mean, we talk about, it was very, you know, this is my martial arts were very closed off back in those. I think, mm-hmm. I think martial arts in general have just changed dramatically from where we were back then, you know, back 20 years ago, you know, you, you went to an instructor and he really didn't have much contact outside of his own style and, and he obviously, you know, protected his style and his style was the best and, there was none of this thing about cross training and learning from other gyms. It just wasn't the thing. And I don't know, it it wasn't all martial arts styles, but you know, it was very much with my martial arts style. So you couldn't train Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and go back and train there. And so there was a bit of negative vibes and I thought, you know what, I want to give this a hundred percent. So I I just, I just quit. And I, and I went into it and I I felt I'd got as far as I'd gotten, you know, I, I didn't want my black belt for the simple reason that, I didn't feel confident enough to take on a boxer. So I'd done, you know, 11 plus years of Japanese jiu-jitsu and we learned some amazing stuff. But if I had to fight a boxer, I, I was shit scared mm. because you didn't have that. It was just different training. You know, yeah. it's, it's a lot of the, you know, when I when, and it's funny because, you know, I think Brazilian jiu-jitsu is doing a bit of a 360 at the moment when you've got this self-defense style jiu you know, Gracie self-defense and, and all this stuff and i look at the stuff these guys are doing they're, they're just doing japanese jiu-jitsu yeah mm-hmm. like that's what is, yeah right now and, and you know not to take away from anyone but i think they're trying to rebrand it as you know crazy self-defense jujitsu, whatever whatever it is i mean we know it all came from japan at the end of the day so it is what it is but i think what was lacking from my japanese jiu-jitsu was was those roles you know mm-hmm. the three four rounds of rolling yeah. at the end of class what was it sounds like what was missing was pressure testing
2: you know like yeah. proper pressure yeah. testing to see what works and what doesn't work and like yeah. these instructors are high on their own you know kool-aid about their style which is great but you know at the end of the day competitions cause pressure testing you know and that's that's the thing 100%. <laughs> and,
1: that, and that's why i say like i'll always choose a competitive blue belt over a non-competitive black belt any day because yeah. It's just a different. It's a different level. Yeah, and I remember six months into training with Nino's, I felt I could take on any boxer. Now, it was probably a little bit preemptive of me, but that's <laughs> what Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gave me. It gave me that notion of, man, I've just rolled for six months, you know, three days a week, four rolls a night. Mm. I can take on anyone that doesn't know how to grapple. Like, yeah. and you know, that's a stupid little wipeout thing, right? Because. <laughs> <you know, laughs> 15 years down the track, you think, well, what was I thinking? But that's the <laughs> difference it gave me. And I didn't want to get a black belt in Japanese jiu-jitsu and feel scared to take on somebody. Like I just felt I felt inadequate. Mm. So that's sort of what that was another sort of pressure piece that, that led me to to going into Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and, and wanting to be pressure tested, as you said, and get to the point where, you know, as we know now, you know, rolling with somebody that doesn't know Jiu-Jitsu, it's like rolling with a child. It's crazy. Yeah.
2: Absolutely.
1: Like the, the difference in techniques, it's just it's it's shocking. it's it's amazing
2: i think
0: speaking
2: okay i was gonna say i think it's time to segue into the competitions (laughs) that you're starting to put on because all of this you've accumulated in all of these years it's now you know now you're putting something else into the marketplace for people to pressure test you know so can you tell us a bit like about how you got the idea to put on a comp and what these what what's tell us about your comps in general what's the plan what are we doing
1: all right so i run budo um obviously um <laughs> um i have been talking about running a comp to the guys that know me for like five plus years um every time we've gone to japan to compete you know every comp we've been it's always whenever i got people around it's like we've got to do something we've got to we've got to branch out and do something and the reasons why I wanted to run my comp because you know at the end of the day if you're going to bring something to the marketplace why are you bringing what you're bringing to the marketplace is it going to offer a differential to what's already in the marketplace and why would someone want to come to your comp over the comps that are currently out there yeah uh-huh. and there's a couple of things that you know I, I think I think the current comp scene in Melbourne is great in Australia in general I think is fine um, but there's a couple of things that I think uh, you know I wanted to change and add that point of difference. Mm-hmm. um and that's the the reason the drive behind why I want to offer a comp um the first thing and we'll talk about the, the biggest thing I think is 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 cash prizes mm-hmm. right um you know i i think comps are at a level now where i don't see the reason why we can't offer a cash prize um i know it's hard when you have got all the divisions and that's why we've restricted it to open adults only right um, and that just makes it easy for us because you know you, you you register for your weight division, you jump in, you medal, you get access, free access to the open, you win in the open. That's something to celebrate. Like, yeah. I've entered a few opens in my time, and they are tough. Yeah, right? they <laughs> yeah. are super tough. Yeah. If you win an open weight division at your belt level, I think you deserve some cash. I agree. <laughs> yeah, and and we would love to give more than what we're giving, but it's our first comp, and obviously we're just trying to be a little bit budget, sort of you know, um, aware and and trying to see where all this leads to. And but you know, the, the goal is to get. I would love to be able to give out a five thousand dollars for a black belt open weight price. Like oh. that's where we want to get to. Wow. Uh, I want to get out a thousand dollars for a white belt open weight price. Mm. Yeah, you know, people. Bag white belts. I bag white belts a lot. It's fun. Most like, dangerous people on the planet. Yep.
0: <laughs> now, the white belts are the things that keep the clubs going and keep <laughs> the, the comps going. going. They're, they're exactly. The, the,
1: you the know, majority belts. of comps are made from white belts money, right? Yeah. Yeah. So why aren't we giving these guys something back? That's true. So And, and that's and that's where we sort of came up with the current tier where it's, you know, what is it, $500 for white belts all the way up to $1,000 for black belts, right? Mm-hmm. I'm a master athlete. I would love to give money to masters athletes, but it gets really hard because you've got so many different master divisions. Yeah. Uh, And I definitely want to work something out so that there is some form of prize for the masters from next year onwards. But, you know, this year we're like, right, let's just start it. Let's just give the cash prizes to the adults for now. And then let's work out what's happening moving forward for year two, three, four, et cetera. So that's the first thing, cash prizes. All right. Um, if you're making money off comps, I think you should be giving some cash prizes out. End of story. Like, I don't care how big the medal is. I don't care if you give away a $9 t-shirt. Like, give out some money. Mm-hmm. right? It, 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 money it I mean, what's, what's it costing us? Seven grand for this, whatever it is. Obviously, we've got male, female. And I'm not going to get into that as well because there was some... Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! We need another. Oh, I don't want for to that. get so into let's that. Let's <laughs> that. There was some crazy shit going on in the yeah. internet. <laughs> you know, in my mind, male—if if anything, females should be paid more. Okay, I've hey, said it. I don't even care how many females are competing; they should be paid more. They have to. You think about it. On average, what? There's five, six females at, at an average club. I'm not talking about your big clubs like Absolute and that, yeah. but what? Five or yeah. six females at an average club, if you're lucky. Yeah. These chicks get smashed day in, day out. Yeah, and, they come in, and they and <laughs> should be compensated table. for that. Amen, yeah. hey, brother. Uh, you're preaching to the community <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, between us, when I watch these girls compete at comps, they are way more exciting than guys.
2: We've yeah, now got a title for this podcast. It's "Chicks Should Be Paid More Than Dudes" in BJJ. Yeah, <laughs> yes.
1: you-
0: what was yeah. the last, yeah. I last weekend was awesome. I don't know if anybody watched that. Oh yeah, I, I love watching. Female. Fantastic, yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, so I would like and. I've actually been working. I've got a guy that's working with me. We're working on you know, trying to get the sponsors on board. And it's very hard when you haven't started a comp because you've got no data to show. But you know, moving forward next year, I actually want to get a female sponsor on board to double the female prizes. Mm-hmm. Like That's all I want from that sponsorship. I yeah. want them to be a female-centric brand. I yeah. want them to come along and say, if we're doing $1,000 for females, I want them to butt up $1,000. So I females... It. I would love to run a comp next year where females are getting double the price of males. That would, that would, I would love it. It would. Amen, yeah. brother. Let's do that. Yeah. Oh, and oh. and
0: the thing is, too, days. like Australian uh, jiu-jitsu at the moment, the females are killing it. If you look at the yeah. world stage, you know Nora yeah. Adele,
2: yeah.
0: Um, absolutely, yeah, like,
2: yeah, they're, yeah. They're,
0: they're killing it. So it's, 100%. it'd be really good. And so Dan, tell us when is this comp? Where is it? How do people yeah. register?
1: So it's the first one and this is the second thing. So I'm running two comps because the second thing and the, re- and the other reason why I want to run a comp is I hate when they stack gee and no gi on the same weekend, oh. right? You get all these guys that do ghee, and then you got a bunch of guys that don't do gee, and they come in on Sunday nice and fresh and then the guys that do ghee, they will register for, for weight and they'll register for open weight and most people will do it because oh, if I go shit in my weight, I can go and do open weight and try that. How many times have I seen people medal in their weight, get a gold? Nah, I'm not going to do open weight because I want to save myself for no gear tomorrow.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you got these fresh guys coming in on Sunday, and that's fine. If you don't do gear, that's fine. You can't blame these guys that they're no gear guys, and they come in and they try and tear it up, and they're all fresh. Yeah, I feel gear and no gear are two different yeah. entities. Yeah, I feel if you're registered for gear, you need to train for gear. I feel if you're registered for no-gi, you need to train for no-gi. So we've set our comps up one, one in uh, May, one in September. One's yep. gi, one's no-gi. So 7th oh. of May is gi, 3rd of yep. September, which is four weeks before the Pampax, is no-gi. Yep. Awesome. And that's going to give each style its representation yep. and it's going to make it a level playing field for anyone competing in that comp. I love it, man. That's so, so cool. cool. So, yeah, that's dates and that's the second thing. Third thing we're doing, and the reason why I wanted to run this comp as well, is because I hate how black belt comps. So, you're at a comp and you're there with your your team, your crew, whether you're a coach, whatever, you're coaching your guys, and then off in the corner, some super cool black belts are fighting it out. Mm. And you can't go watch them because you've got your white belt that you're coaching. (laughs) (laughs) and you know it is what it is i i feel black belts you know i i want to run and and you know obviously this first comp's going to be an interesting one for us cuz we're going to try it but i want to run the black belt matches throughout the day for the weights those open weight black belt matches they are run at the end of the day when nothing else is getting run
0: mm.
1: i i feel if you're a black belt you have done your time if you're competing in an open weight for cash, I I don't want anyone else shouting at another colored belt. I want everyone focused on these guys competing. And that's yeah. the other thing we're doing. With them. We're we're doing the black belt, open weight, starting at I don't know five o'clock, four o'clock when everything's ended, and and hopefully in time as these comps build, I want to make that black belt open weight a live streamed event mm. on awesome. a Saturday night. Yeah. So I the opening, comp starts yep. at nine. We get the kids out of the way by eleven. Everyone jumps on and then by four o'clock, everyone's done, half an hour to prep, whatever. Live stream goes in, go away, get some food, come back, watch these guys battle all out, and it's 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 an event for night as well. Yeah. Anton
0: and I can commentate. We can uh, put our hands yeah. up for that
1: yeah. okay. well. Sorry,
0: Anton, just put yeah. our hands up Always for no, we Didn't love even that. talk to you about it first. So yeah, we that's that. the way I rock. We love that. We've got, we've um, got we're nearly out, out of
1: time. That's the, third, yeah. that's the third drive for doing what we're doing with the comp. That's awesome. awesome.
0: We've got one minute 20 seconds. Do you have okay. any other final words, any parting
1: thoughts? Finish it up. Um, no, just, you know, we, we just obviously the first one's going to be um, the first comp. So, you know, if for us, it's going to we're a bit nervous, but, you know, register, jump in there, take out the open weight, get some money, help us build something that's going to obviously deliver back to you guys so that we can put on the best comps possible moving forward. Awesome man! Awesome. Awesome. awesome! What a star you've been! It's been a great
2: show. Thanks so much for coming on, man, and sharing. Thanks guys. You're awesome. Great.
1: Really
2: Thank you it. so
0: much. And just one last quick point. Dan was um, the Budo Gee was one of my first gees. I went and bought it from Dan, so hit him up for yeah, everyone, any gees that you need. Well, we're not sponsored, but everyone's um, got a
2: Budo Gee. Just feels like everybody's got one. <laughs> I, uh, awesome. cool. I love it. Peace I love out, it. everybody. Catch you soon. Thank you. Very Thank much. you. John,
0: bye. bye.